This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get ready for your first round of golf of the year at the 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. This year's show includes free lessons from the PGA professionals, thousands of name brand golf apparel items, discounted especially for the show, and your chance to sink a putt for $100,000. Plus so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. There's nothing on this show like Declan telling us as our executive producer. All right, here we go. We're going to start recording right now. And then Judd says something or makes a noise. I think you said Godspeed off the top of this episode. So, yep. Godspeed. Uh, yeah. He said we're going to go this time. I said Godspeed. Or he'll take a sip of his coffee into the microphone or something. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> or the chuckle. Right, quiet, Everyone's family. Quiet on the set, everyone. No, Purple quiet Daily's on the family. Set. Judd's like, no. okay. The great thing about this, the great thing about this show is it's not this, you know, organized ESPN Really, you know, button-down show. This show is family. Judd wakes up, comes downstairs, makes a big pot of coffee, and then picks up the microphone, and he goes. Yes, Godspeed. Godspeed, everyone. (laughs) This is Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a damn Super Bowl before we die at some point. Uh, The show is presented by TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Uh, we're going to get into, this is the first kind of four-way, foray into Vikings free agency discussion for us. It's like a month and a half away. But uh, Judd's going to plant some seeds here. And uh, those seeds are presented by Surly Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Purple Daily. And there's nothing like sitting down with like draft preparation or, in this case, free agent prep, I sit down with a notepad, a pen, and most importantly, a surly. And that, in, in most cases, a furious, but it might be a before I die, an axe man. They are all fantastic. As always, we appreciate all the support that we get on this show from our uh, title sponsor, or at least one of them, at Surly Brewing. And we urge you, as you always do, you're so good about this. Show us your cans. I'm at Jay Zolgad at Score North. We always love to see what, Surly, you are sipping on as you also do your free agent prep. All right, boys. Reckless speculation. What do you got for us here? What? Uh-huh. How are we approaching oh. our first 
Vikings free agency discussion here. Are you going to give us names? Are you going to what, what's the what's the primer here? All right. So the primer is this, and you can find this entire column, the bullet points, everything broken down. Vikingswire.com. Vikingswire.com. I sat down yesterday. Um, the genesis of this is is PFF and ESPN both put out top fifty free agent lists. So that was my working point, right? Yeah. For right now, I'm like, okay, top 50. Then what, what I did was I chose positions at which I think the Vikings might look. In other words, I didn't say, oh, Saquon Barkley's there. I, did, I ignored running back. I, I ignored offensive tackle because I think when, you know, when it comes to top 50, they're good. So I, I could see them signing a free agent running back, but not on the level of Saquon Barkley. For exactly. Not a top 50 guy. It would be a guy. Yes, th- this is... Yeah. This goes into four positions at which I think the Vikings could actively look uh, to upgrade after they make some salary cap space. The first one I picked was cornerback. I picked interior defensive line. I did that because of the fact that Dalvin Tomlinson is a free agent. So if he does not come back, you're going to have to get some help there. And after that, I went linebacker. It's a little more iffy because I'm not sure that they're going to spend there. And then the last one I did wide receiver, just to sort of see, okay, Thielen might be gone. Osborne looks like they consider him a three. What would they do to get a to get a, a deep guy that could take the top off the defense for Justin Jefferson? Yes. But I want to start – I want to start at cornerback. Because this, to me, is the most intriguing one. Um, I think that, that there's a lot of observations out there that the Vikings are going to take a cornerback 23rd overall in the first round. I will tell you right now, when we get to wide receiver, I'm going to make a very good case of why I think KOC might be on the wide receiver train in the first round, potentially, yeah, okay? But let's right. start. Cornerback. This is a deep draft there. But this is also a good, a pretty good free agent class there. If Patrick Peterson who I think is going to be, he's going to be 33, I don't think, I know, in July. If Patrick Peterson comes back, you still have a question of, okay, do you want to re-sign and start Duke Shelley? Cam Dantzler has turned into a bit more of an unknown. You could make a very good case that it is time to get, to solidify a cornerback with a guy that can actually play sides and can follow, can travel with, as they say in the National Football League, top receivers. Because that's not... That's not Peterson now. He's well past that point. Okay. All right? Yep. So, the top two cornerbacks right now, assuming that they don't get franchised or don't re-sign before the new league year begins in March and free agency starts, are Tampa Bay's Jamel Dean, who's yep. going to be 27 in October, and Pittsburgh's Cam Sutton, who will be 28 in February. Cam Sutton's been around longer. He's a bit more of a veteran, long in the tooth. Jamel Dean, Phil, is sixth on the PFF list and eighth on the ESPN list. And I'm going to tell you right now, just from a standpoint of being realistic as possible, I'm going to assume that he breaks the bank and the Vikings can't afford that. So He's going to, he's going to get closer. The, the top cornerbacks make around $20 million a year because of his age Yep, and because he's been pretty consistently good in coverage the last few years. But he's had some injury issues, too. He's yep. probably going to get like a prorated version of twenty million. They're going to get. We'll give you twenty million, but like you, you usually only play like twelve games, or play you know eight hundred yep. snaps or whatever it is. So I could see him getting over fifteen million dollars a year. But he is the he is the dude when you account in the free agent market for cornerbacks. 
because he's going to be, like you said, 27 halfway through the year. So I picked another guy that that uh, did not make the PFF list, but is 37th on the ESPN Top 50 free agent list. He's young. He's coming out of his first contract. Uh, he battled injury problems this year, but he is the exact type of player I would target because I think that there's still lots of upside, and he has proven himself to a certain point, and that is the Cardinals' Byron Murphy Jr., mm. who, who just turned... 25. So he's going in. He's going to be going into his age 25 season. All right. Second round, second round choice in 2019 out of Washington, as you just said, played in only nine games this year before being placed on IR in late December because of a back problem. He did have a pick. He's the guy that returned the fumble for a touchdown at the end of that week two win against uh, against the Raiders. Yeah. He also is the guy that replaced Patrick Peterson in Arizona in 2021, and that year played in 16 games, four picks, a pick return for a touchdown, 12 pass breakups. This one intrigues me because I think that, I'm not saying he'd be cheap, but he definitely wouldn't be as expensive as Jamel Dean. And he's a guy that if you like him, you could definitely build around, but also feel like you are getting a solid player right now. Also worth noting, most of his snaps up until last year came out of the slot. Hmm. So he could be a slot corner solution for you. You've had a hard time with that. He played, so last year he was more of an outside corner. Mm-hmm. But the, the two years prior to that with the Cardinals, he played over 500 snaps each season in the slot. So this is a guy, and by the way, he, he played out of the slot quite a bit last year too, I guess. He just got, he only played, uh, he must have got hurt or something after week nine because he. Back injury. Yeah, okay. He only played the nine, the games. nine games or whatever it was. Not a super high end guy in terms of like him versus Jamel Dean. There's a huge difference in the level yes. of play. But if you're just looking for someone to come in, be a little more reliable um, and has some slot experience, yeah. I mean, he'd be more of like. Just like a, a guy that's not a train wreck that you'd be signing. Can he be better than Chandon Sullivan? That that would be kind of the goal with a signing like this. Mm-hmm. But these are the types of players that, because you're not, even if you clear a bunch of cap space, guess what? The other 31 teams are going to be trying to clear yeah. cap space. It's going to be hard to afford the high, high-end guys like Jamel Dean. Yes. So this is a, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, Byron Murphy Jr. And there's probably room for him to get a little bit better. You know, Arizona's been kind of a train wreck the last year and a half or so. You know, could you get the right coach in here? Is there another level to his game? He was a former early second-round pick mm-hmm. that some teams probably had as like a first-round grade, and he has not necessarily played up to that level yet. So maybe there's another level to his game that can be coached up at some point. Yes, and yeah, I, I'm going to assume uh, for the sake of the four positions I'm talking about here too that the Vikings are not going to compete for the very top guys. Yeah. Like I just don't think that, that's pie in the sky to me. So, like, who can you get potentially? And it's probably just one. So I'm not saying that at each position, the guy that they do target, they'll get. But who can you get that would be a realistic option? The top corners, no way. A guy like Murphy, it would probably be competitive to try and sign him. But I think that at least if you cleared the proper amount of cap space, which you should do, that one is at least a realistic target. All right. Okay. All right. So that's our cornerback. Okay. That's my first choice. Like, if I'm telling you guys, if we are sitting down and there's a, a big 
oak table with a big bucket of water and some coffee, and we're talking about targets. That's my first target. Okay, is there? Does ESPN have a projected like average annual value for him, or did they not go that they far? Did not go that they far. Didn't, no. Okay, but they it's probably not going to come in. You're not going to be spending fifteen million dollars a year on him, correct? At this point, okay, correct. All right, okay. Second position of of potential need. It's a position of need no matter what, but it it jumps high on the list if Dalvin Tomlinson, who who played who actually played the three tech in the three four. If Dalvin Tomlinson does not return, he is uh, going to be 29 next season. He just completed a two-year, $21 million contract, and I think it's fair to call him solid. That's pretty old, though, too. you got to be a little careful with those guys. And the problem, too, is he's a three-tech, so I want more of a push there. Like, so if he is a, excuse me, if he is a nose tackle in a 4-3, and basically, no uh, uh, no pun or insult intended here, but basically the goal is just to be a very large human to yeah. stop the run. But if I want you to get a push, I don't know that this is the guy. All right? So that being said, the top of this list is Philly's Javon Hargrave, who's going to be 30 n- next year. But he's ranked third in the ESPN list and fourth in the PFF list. Okay? Yeah, it's going to be aggressive. So that one's out. The next guy is a guy that I think the Vikings actually inquired about at some point during the season. That is Washington's Deron Payne, but he's fourth in the ESPN rankings and 11th in PFF. So I'm going to say he's out, and I'm going to give you guys a name that I find intriguing. Denver's Draymond Jones. Okay. Now he's ranked 15th in the ESPN rankings, 20th in PFFs, 25, coming off a season playing in the a Broncos defense that we know and we've talked about was very good. Six and a half sacks, 28 QB pressures, and he can play either inside or outside. And the next name, the name that I would put below him as a potential target, again, if you're going to stick with a 3-4 and you want to get the uh, the three tech to actually be able to pursue the quarterback effectively is Arizona's Zach Allen, 26 next year. Also a guy that can play inside or outside. Nine and a half sacks in the past two years. He is 23rd on both the ESPN and PFF list. But my top choice is Draymond Jones. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, the snap alignments for Draymond Jones. Football. You're right. I mean, it is. God, I love I love when you do that. He had 200 snaps outside, 301 snaps over the tackle, 202 snaps uh, in the other defensive tackle spots. He literally was like one-third, one-third, one-third almost lined up. And uh, and the age is, you know, he just turned 26 on January, what was it, uh, 5th. The problem is PFF had him horribly graded the last two seasons. Horribly graded. He had a 51.8 overall defensive grade this year and a 57.8, which is, those are both well below league average. So... It's interesting, though, because if you were to hire a Giro Averro, well, he would right. be able to make the decision for you because he's coming over from Denver. Correct. Um, I don't know. It uh, seems like the type of guy that probably gets into more of a depth role in his next landing spot just based on some of this. But um, his run defensive grade was was 41.8, by the way. So That's just kind of, a, down. kind of a train wreck in that regard. He can get after the quarterback a little bit. Is he more of a third-down specialist, the guy that you bring in? Maybe you're rotating guys you know, like they did kind of 
halfway point of last year, they literally had like a second line of defensive linemen that would come in like hockey. Okay, uh, Daniil, Zadarius, and Dalvin, you're out, and now we're going to put in our second line. Could he be more of a depth guy? I don't know that you bring him in as a game changer, but interesting. And we're not, you know, again, we're looking at kind of the bargain bin here for if you're if you're going to try and fill like seven or eight positions, which they are, yeah. with not that much money, yeah. this is the bin that you have to shop in, unfortunately. Yes. And it, it, it's weird if Jones uh, if Jones graded out so poorly by PFF because they do have him 20th on this list, which is not terrible. It's a top 50 list. So they clearly see some upside too. And and again, you know what this is, you guys? This is this is positions that are hard to find guys at. Yeah. And so they get retained. Again, if you drafted well, we probably wouldn't be talking about this. But yeah, they they like him, they like him as a pass rusher. They hate him with most everything else that he did. So could you could you harness his ability to get right. after the quarterback from different points along the defensive line? That's the football. All right. And don't sleep on just better coaching, elevating some of these players, too, than what Ed Donatel was providing. Yep. And Tomlinson might come back. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to continue to play a 3-4 and you want the 3-tech to get a push, Tomlinson will eat, eat up space. Yeah. And and he can get somewhat of a push, but he's not going to consistently probably get the pressure that you, that you want. And, again, this might be a draft thing, too. Like, if you get a good young 3-tech who's fast – those guys are incredibly valuable. All right, the next one, as we go to position number three on the Vikings' potential need list here. And I think this is going to be a need. I think this comes down to how much are you going to spend here. And we talked about this a little bit also uh, earlier this week. That is linebacker. I am going to assume until I'm told otherwise that Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks are both gone. Salary cap cuts. Yeah, Easy to do. Probably smart. I'm also going to assume that Brian Osamoa is in line to start in 2023. All safe, right? Yep. Okay. So, on this list, because these guys are allowed to hit the market, this is the intriguing thing. These guys don't, in today's football, necessarily get locked up like certain Dude, positions there's a ton do. Of, there's a ton of linebacker free agents this year. ESPN's top 50, six of them. PFF. Yeah. List seven of them. Yeah, so and a lot of them are, are 26 years old, 26, yep. 25 years old. Yep. Um, now, what's interesting is the top guy who's ranked, I think by both, is Tampa Bay's Levante David. But he just turned 33, so I'm out yeah, there. Out. I'm not signing a th- No, 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 no. Okay. Out. ESPN's highest rated inside linebacker is the Bills' Tremaine Edmonds. He'll turn 35 in the off season, but Out. one but one projection, <laughs> 11 million annually. Yeah, See ya. that that makes sense. There's uh there are four. The good news is there's there's only 14 middle linebackers making more than 10 million dollars a year, so the the market has suppressed the value of these guys. You're you're unless you hunt for like he's like one of these veterans that's been around and makes a bunch of money. Like Levante David makes twelve and a half million. He's one of like the seven or eight highest paid linebackers. If you get more into like the twenty six year old, some of the names I'm sure you're going to list here, you won't have to pay more than like seven, eight, nine million dollars a year. But yep. you're still gonna. But that's still like money that you're devoting to a position that you'd like to just draft. So I picked two guys. Both of them are coming from teams that have run th- three four schemes. They might not be the identical three four schemes to what Vic Fangio tries to run but they do have 
three, four experience. So that this whole thing is is predicated on your base defense remaining a, th- a three, four. Uh, the Titans, David Long, who's yep. going to be 26 next season. And the Chargers, Drew Tranquil, who's going to be 28. The former had two picks this year. The latter, Tranquil, had five sacks. So I would imagine there's some speed there. There's some upside there. Uh, in, in Long's case, he's four years from turning 30. Again, I would think that you wouldn't have to break the bank there because the, these guys these guys are allowed to hit the market for a reason. So the Titans, David Long Jr., the Chargers, Drew Tranquil are the two names I submit to you. So let's start with... Let's start with David Long here because he was on my – I was doing a little bit of research this last weekend of like kind of the same thing you did, and David Long wound up on my list as well. He's one of the best run-stopping linebackers in the National Football League. That's something that let, – let, let's not blame it all on pass defense here in secondary. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the, the Vikings got gashed in the run in part because they had slow-footed linebackers that couldn't get to their spots on time. And so, uh, again, according to PFF, David Long is one of the best, 26 years old, one of the best run-stopping linebackers in the NFL. I want to throw another name at you, too. Philadelphia, he was undrafted out of Wisconsin in 2019. TJ Edwards, I believe he is also 26 years old. He does turn 27 during training camp in August. But um, he had a career season. You know, the, the Eagles defense has been one of the best in the NFL. And he had the second-best grade among off-ball linebackers in the entire league, according to PFF. Was one of just four linebackers to earn grades above 75 in both run defense and coverage. So that's another name to keep an eye on here, too. Uh, and then Drew Tranquil, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Go Irish. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's right. I didn't do it so, because of that. So he uh, he is actually one of the better cover uh, cover linebackers in the NFL. Um, and that's that's a thing that was just destroying the Vikings, like yards after the catch and inability to to just prevent the opposing team from converting third and eight with a pass over the middle, right? So some of it's scheme, but some of it was players. Yeah, these are the types of guys. I don't know that these guys are going to be making, you know, cap-changing money, but in a perfect world, you'd have two Brian Asamoahs that you draft in the middle rounds and pay nothing to, so you can spend all that money on other things. But the Vikings, unfortunately are probably going to have to spend some money on linebacker, even as they shed the money of uh, of Kendricks and Hicks. Tranquil and Asamoah would, would be an intriguing tandem or pair, too, because Asamoah's uh, weakness is against the pass. Yeah. And if Tranquil's strength is against the pass but not the run, Asamoah's strength is against the run. The other football-y football thing I think that becomes important here, and they didn't have this um, this past year, is this one, too. How do you marry the linebackers to the defensive line? Because a lot of those breakdowns in run defense is a twofold problem. So if you have a guy that can stop the run at linebacker and come up, it gives you a little bit more freedom to have a guy that can push the pocket. Like it's, it's all, it all has to play off each other. Well, which it clearly didn't for the Vikings. And I think that that's something else is like when the consideration is made on what positions to pursue and in particular the players, you need to marry up the defense to maximize it. It can't just be, well, I guess we're slow at linebacker, too bad. It's like, okay, how do you fix that as well? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. One thing to note on Drew Tranquil, by the way, that's something that we 
you probably shouldn't overlook. He actually had uh, one of the highest missed tackle rates of any linebacker in the league. He missed yeah. 25 tackles last season. So he can fly around a little bit, and he is good in coverage, but not the most reliable tackler. But you're going to – some of these guys you sign are going to have flaws that you have to live with, and you yes. just hope that they can add some value. Okay. That's why it'd be nice if Chaz Surratt, the third-round pick a couple of years ago, had worked out, huh? I know. A third-round pick at linebacker, and he's nowhere to be found because he was a bust. Yep. It's uh, that's bad. All right, that brings us to wide receiver. Yeah, and this is where it gets Ooh. very intriguing. So there is, as we just discussed, a plethora of linebackers in both the PFF and ESPN Top 50. Linebacker is the polar opposite. or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, receiver is the polar opposite. These guys now are at such a premium, they don't hit the market. They just get signed. They get their deals, and they get signed. So The ones that do hit the market get paid, Exactly. Exactly. So what we have here is the top receiver, according, he is eighth in the PFF rankings and 20th in the ESPN, Jacoby Myers of the Patriots. Yeah. And the next guy is Kansas City's Juju Smith-Schuster, 26 in ESPN, 33 PFF. I'm going to assume that both of those guys get contracts they might not even deserve, if not return, to their current teams. So I'm taking them off the table, okay? Yeah, it's it just real quick to to put into context how much money some of these these second-tier receivers make. Allen Robinson makes $15.5 million. Cortland Sutton makes $15 million. Robert Woods and Hunter Renfro make $16 million, and I'm not even in the top 20 of receiver salaries. Yeah. You actually had a pretty decent year last year. I remember Christian Kirk, everyone mocked that contract of, like, why are you giving all that money to Christian Kirk? He actually ended up having a, a pretty decent year, but, that, I mean, that goes to show yeah. second-tier dudes yeah. still get paid big time. And I know Judd's probably going to make this point, but if you're going to plan, starting in a couple of years, to pay Justin Jefferson closer to $30 million a year, you need your other receivers to be... A lot less than that. You probably need them to be on rookie scale contracts, right? To to free up money elsewhere. It'd be hard to sign like Jacoby Myers to a four year sixty million dollar deal or yeah. something and him he's got a fifteen million dollar cap hit the yep. year that Justin Jefferson's contract kicks in. So I'd I'd be careful there. There's such a dearth at this position. PFF didn't rank this guy. ESPN did. Odell Beckham is twenty fifth, okay? Like that shows you yeah. that shows you the desperation to find guys that are just have a pulse, basically. Um, the 35th name on the list in the in the ESPN one intrigues me. I think he's going to get paid again too much, but he's the only one that I see as a viable guy to, to probably talk to. That is the Lions' DJ Chark, six foot four. Yeah, turns 27 in September. Averaged 16.7 yards on 30 catches with three touchdowns this past year. Has the ability to stretch the field again i think he gets paid but this all comes back to why i wonder if you do pursue a cornerback and you draft a receiver because i don't think that there is a viable option here at receiver phil to sign yeah like like they're gonna price themselves out so quickly or just go back to their current team that this is why i'm toying with the thought of would, would they try and target a receiver in the draft sign a cornerback and go from there Chark is interesting. He's an, he's an LSU guy. Uh, I don't think he overlapped with Justin Jefferson. Maybe maybe Jefferson was there for, for a minute when Chark was still there. 
He does have some deep threat stretch the field ability. Like you said, he's six foot four, and uh, he ran a he ran a four three four coming out of college in two thousand twenty. I believe he was with the Jaguars in two thousand twenty, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he did catch ten passes of twenty plus yards in the air down the field. In 2022, with Jared Goff as his quarterback, he was targeted 15 times on deep passes, caught seven of them for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, I'm not going to say he's Randy Moss in his prime, but like as a guy that could maybe be a threat once every other game to to catch a pass 30 yards down the field, 40 yards down the field, he would fit that mold. But again, how much money do you want to pay for a, a second-tier wide receiver when you can maybe just draft Jordan Addison with the 23rd overall pick, right? Right. And you need to take a realistic long look at, at Na- Naylor in the coming months. Like, Jalen Naylor has to get a chance at some point in time here just to determine. Because yeah. he's got the attributes that you want. So, like, you need to find out. I just don't I don't know that it's realistic to think that you are going to get any real substantial help on the open, open market at this position. I think it's realistic to pursue it at cornerback, which is why I think the draft philosophy might be different than we expect. Yep. So, all right, there's just a little little dipping our toes into the free agency pool here. Reckless speculation. Just dipping our toes in. Uh, Jalen Naylor, I found this too. Jalen Naylor, his second to last year at Michigan State, had seven deep ball receptions on 19 attempts for a couple of touchdowns. And then his last year at Michigan State, in 2000, so let's see here, 2021, yeah, well, well, it didn't go as well. He was targeted 24 times on deep passes, caught six of them Dude. for four touchdowns. But some of that, you know, Bad quarterback throws. play, you know, you don't really know for sure. Um, we know for sure, though, that Livia helps Purple Daily listeners lose weight and change their lives. It has been proven. Mm-hmm. And we, we see that time and time again from notes about folks that, that have joined this uh, this program and had success, including yours truly. That's right. That's Sports Dad. Sports Dad on the left, Sports Dad on, on the right. And you're saying, gee, Sports Dad, something's different. I'm going to tell you it's very, very simple. Golly, 40, 40 pounds. 40 pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And that's the most important thing, weight control. So it's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's not a quick fix. It is a fix, and it is actually as simple as possible. But the best part about it is then the folks help you maintain that weight loss. And that's the best thing. And now if you're saying, well, geez, I'd like to start too. I'm going to tell you it's this simple 50% off the program. When you contact them, if you mention Judd from Score North, just tell them, hey, I want to be like Judd from Score North. Not really, but I want to lose weight. He did too. 855-GO-LIVIA.com. L-I-V-E-A.com begins your journey to the new you in 2023. It's time for a random Viking of the week here, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been acting like an offensive line for business owners for 100-plus years. Frontline protection. They look out on the horizon and help you survey uh, the waters as you run your business. And they're all about face-to-face relationships. They are a partnership, not just an insurance company that you, you know, that you sign up with. So find out how they have been helping businesses for decades and decades at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right. Every week, it's either Declan or myself in a battle of wits against Judd Zolgad in the random Viking of the week. 
Judd has a 45 to 26 lead all time over us two whippersnappers. A few of the latest random Vikings have been Chad Beebe, Chester Taylor, Robert Griffith, Terrence Newman, Michael Floyd, and Ed McDaniel. I'll throw out a series of clues. It's my turn to throw out the clues. Declan's going to sit in the hot seat this week. And uh, you guys get up to three incorrect guesses before you're eliminated. You can chime in with questions of your own. I can refuse to answer. It's up to me. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. This random Viking of the week played college football in the SEC. This random Viking of the week, as a senior in high school, rushed for 3,164 yards, helping his team win their first state championship. This random Viking of the week is 13th on the Vikings' all-time kick return yardage list. I'll take a guess. Darius Renaud. Wow. That's a hell of a That's a hell of a poll and I am writing his name down for a future random Viking of the week. Sure. I think I think he played SEC. I was going to give a guess but he's LSU, been used. Right? Wasn't he LSU? I, I think so. Renaud was LSU. Go ahead, Dex. Uh, I had a guess, but we've done this player already. That that I was going to guess. We've already done him. J- Jim Kleinsasser? Yeah, exactly. 13th in kick returns. This random Viking of the week played in 187 career NFL games. We'll get you the playoff games here, too. I know you're probably curious. Played in, uh, wow, only five playoff games. That surprises me a little, but... This random Viking of the week caught 512 career passes. It was a two-time Pro Bowler, too. So, five playoff games with the Vikings or five playoff games in, in, in his career? Five playoff games in his career. One playoff game with the Vikings. I want to... This random Viking of the week... Let me see here. Was a fifth-round draft pick in the National Football League. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad I didn't guess. Fifth round draft pick. Yep. This random Viking of the week became the first NFL player to have one play gains. So a, a, a play where he gained 90 or more yards rushing, receiving, and kick returning in a single season. So in one year, he had a 90-yard rush a 90-yard catch, and a 90-yard kick return. Bernard Berrien? We've used him. I like the aggressiveness of yeah. Judd here. I thought yeah, that no, too, I'm, Judd. Okay. I'm down to my last, my last guess. All right. This random Viking of the week was once a contestant on the reality TV show The Celebrity Apprentice. Declan would have a better chance of this. No, I didn't watch that crap show. Um, celebrity 
apprentice. Yep. Five All right. Do you want the head coaches? Would this help you if yeah. I gave you the head coaches here? Okay. Yes. Five, five playoff games. Dan Reeves, Rich Kotite, Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson, Switzer. Jerry Burns, and Tom Landry. Uh, I, this is going to be out of my wheelhouse. Wait. Um, so Dan Reeves, Rich Kotite? Yeah. Who was the third one? Barry Switzer? Barry Switzer. Jimmy Johnson. Jerry Burns. Tom Landry. Were the Pro Bowls with the Vikings? It's a good question, young lad. Let me find it for you. No. Okay. God. Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Burns, Tom Landry. Tom Landry. So he was... Oh God! I should get this. So he went. So he went. Landry, Johnson, Switzer. Then he bounced to Atlanta at one point, and the Jets or Philadelphia. He wrote an autobiography one time, and uh, he wrote that he was the class valedictorian at Herschel Walker. High Herschel but Walker. That, but that wasn't true. Herschel Walker. <laughs> it is Herschel Walker. Yeah, it's Herschel. Dude, Herschel Walker had 90-yard gains as a rusher, a receiver, That's and right. a returner. That's right. His shoe fell off in his year. first game here. He's playing the Packers. Yep. He had insane USFL numbers, too. So his lat, he played for the New Jersey Generals for three years. Yeah, and then, Trump. Trump signed him. Yep. And then so he's he's had the connection, the celebrity apprentice and whatnot, yep. too. Yep. Part of the reason why he started running for office. But he uh, his third year in the USFL... Yep. He ran the ball 438 times for 2,411 yards and caught 467 yards worth. He had almost 3,000 yards of offense in his third year in the USFL. And the and he Cowboys fell in the fifth round because of that. Because the he, Cowboys he had the uh, yeah. exactly the Cowboys drafted his rights. Yeah, and then he eventually came over uh, to Dallas. So there you go. All right, All right Judd, congratulations. Thought you were going to get that earlier. You disappointed? Yeah, I'm still disappointed. But I was great last week for Chester Taylor, so I'll take it. True. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on uh, on Purple Daily here, Daily Vikings Entertainment, and also a shout out to our friends at Nutrisource before we go here, because our dogs love this chicken and rice food, the Nutrisource training treats. Maya, Maya Mackie, she's probably listening to me outside the store, wondering where's my next meal. Uh, Stella. On camera right now, actually. Yeah, come, come to me live. Come to me live because I've got Stella right here. Stella, do you like your Nutrisource? I love it every day. <laughs> and now I want to be paid and compensated fairly like you are. No, I'm sorry, I'm Stella. I'm dad. Yeah, sorry. Look at that. She's on the Instagram. She's on the TikTok. She's doing the TikTok <laughs> dance because you know what? She's dancing for Nutrisource. She loves it. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. Thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily.